Before we begin, I'd like to provide a public service announcement. Overeating may sometimes be common among intermittent fasters, especially if you're just starting out on your journey. But if you find that you're constantly binge eating or you're eating uncontrollably, or maybe you're eating alone due to shame and embarrassment, or maybe you're depressed or you're having mood swings, these may be a sign of an eating disorder. And intermittent fasting may not be for you. Please talk to your doctor, a medical provider, or reach out to a counselor for more help. Hey everyone, welcome to the OMAD Mama podcast. My name is Marty Meshubi and this is your resource for everything OMAD, intermittent fasting, and health. OMAD stands for one meal a day. It just means that you eat within a one hour period and fast for the remaining 23 hours of the day. There are so many different ways to fast and we'll talk about those on this podcast. I have learned so much from my own OMAD and intermittent fasting journey, and I wanted to share with as many people as I could, so I decided to start this podcast. I also love talking with others who have incorporated OMAD and fasting in their life's journey, and I'm hoping to share their stories on this podcast as well. I found OMAD and fasting, and it completely reprogrammed my relationship with food while getting me in the best shape of my life. I'll be sharing my journey, advice, recipes, and tips that will keep you successful on your OMAD journey to a stronger and healthier you. This lifestyle has changed my life, so keep listening. It may very well change your life too. Have you ever opened up your eating window and started to eat and you just couldn't stop? (laughs) First of all, this is not unique to you. Don't think that everyone who's doing intermittent fasting has got this down and is doing it perfectly. We have all overeaten, all of us. It's going to happen. So what do you do? Stick around and I'll share some tips on how you can curb your overeating tendencies during your eating window. Some days you get it down. Some days you're good. You open up that eating window, you eat your food, you close your window, and you're good to the next day. But some days, some days are hard. (laughs) Some days you just want to eat everything. And not because you're really hungry, just because it's there. So let's talk about some things that you can use to help keep you from overeating. Even I, like I said in the beginning, even I overeat sometimes. It does happen to all of us. But here are some things that I use, um, that I've used along my journey, that I use even now to help keep me from overeating, to help curb it. Now, these aren't 100% bulletproof, um, but they will help decrease uh, your tendency to go back to eat more than you really need to. First thing you want to do is drink lots of water. Once your eating window opens, it's easy to just gravitate towards grabbing what you are ready to eat um, or even grabbing a fruit, um, grabbing some nuts. But before anything, before you eat anything, drink some water, preferably eight ounces. If you try to drink an eight ounce glass of water, that'll kind of stabilize you a bit. 
almost trick your mind into thinking that you're not that hungry. Take a minute, drink some water, and then gravitate to your um, nuts or your fruit or whatever it is you want to open your eating window with. Then close your eating window with a glass of water. That way, that tells you, I'm done, I've sealed the deal, I'm not eating anymore. And that's almost like a a stop sign that says, all right, Marty, no more food's coming in. You had your water, time to move on. Second thing is, know what you're going to eat. In the beginning of my intermittent fasting journey, I would prepare well in advance what I was going to break my fast with, what my meal was going to be, and I stuck to that. Knowing what I was going to eat really helped including snacks and dessert. I would put everything I wanted to eat in my eating window and then move on from there. As you get used to fasting, you'll be able to be more flexible with deciding what you want to eat as you get closer to your eating window. I didn't always know from day to day what I was going to eat, especially as I progressed into um, into my fasting journey. Some days I knew exactly what I wanted. Some days I had no idea. Some days I'd be in the kitchen just piecing together whatever I could find in the, in the fridge. And some days I didn't really have a feeling for one or the other. But knowing, especially if you're just starting, planning ahead, planning your meals is really going to help you stick to your eating window and stick to your, your food and your meals. Um, rather than grazing through the kitchen, through the pantry, during your eating window, um, eating this, eating that, picking at this, picking at that. Next thing you know, you've eaten way more than you should have. Um, so you want to plan, even if it's snacks. Um, people ask me all the time, do you eat snacks? Do you have, um, you know, things that you, things other than your meal that you eat during your eating window? And yes, I do. Like I've said previously, I usually open my window first with water, then with um, what I like to call um, an appetizer. And that brings me to the next, <laughs> the next point. Open your window with what I like to call an appetizer. This might be some nuts, a salad, some vegetables, maybe some chips, some guac, some salsa. This is not only going to get your body ready to eat, but it'll satisfy you briefly while you wait to eat your food. If you're preparing your meal or if you just want to give yourself a little time before you have your main meal, starting off with these little appetizers are really going to help. Um, This will keep you from ransacking the fridge or the pantry as soon as your window opens. I often get questions about calories and how many calories I eat in my meals. And I know how important that might be for someone just starting IF and unsure of how much they really need to eat or nervous about eating too much or overeating. So let's talk about that. Although I don't count calories anymore, I used to. Now I eat until I'm full and I don't get bogged down on counting calories, but I had to get to that place. Um, so for example, initially, uh, a meal, a normal meal might be, uh, maybe a Caesar salad, like a small 
Caesar salad, that might be, I don't know, 300 calories. Um, and then I'd have rice and chicken with vegetables that might come up to about 600 calories. And then I, uh, for dessert would have a bowl of Greek yogurt topped with vanilla or, or probably usually chocolate granola. Uh, and that might be anywhere from four to 500 calories. So my, my meal, my average meal might be anywhere from a thousand to 1200 calories in one meal. And, um, and I was full eating that. I was good. I was satisfied. And uh, in most cases, I didn't want to go back and eat anything else. Um, and and at that time, I was really, really strict with counting the calories and making sure I was looking at what I was eating um, until I got to the place after doing a lot more reading and research and realized that I needed to just eat until I was satiated, until I was full satisfied with my food um and and basically happy with my meal and that gave me the freedom to not get totally bogged down on counting calories on restricting or saying you know I can't have that because it it goes over my calorie count which now that I think about it um I I could never do now like the freedom to just eat normally regularly um, is really, really awesome. But I know that in the beginning, this may be difficult for some people, especially if you're not used to just eating. And if you're used to really looking at calories, um, and, and eating in that way, I would challenge you to, instead of looking at calories, look at your portions and see how much you're eating on your plate. Um, and that may be another helpful tool to use uh, to keep you from overeating. So, for example, if I say something like, you know, have some nuts or some uh, chips with salsa or guacamole, you want to manage your portion if you're going to do that um, as an introductory as an introductory um, f- food after you've opened up your window. So. Don't have a bag of chips as an appetizer. Maybe you have a cup of chips with salsa and some guacamole. Maybe you have a a serving size of maybe a quarter cup of nuts or or a half a cup of nuts. Uh, And then you go into your meal. And so, for example, you could have a, a cup of cooked rice rather than three or four cups of cooked rice. Uh, maybe you have, um, you know, some grilled chicken or roasted chicken rather than the whole chicken. And so if you begin to think in that way, rather than counting, you know, the number specifically, the number of calories, that'll give you a little bit more freedom to eat freely. And it'll definitely take take away some of that stress of having to count each number and each calorie and um, driving yourself crazy if you think you've gone over a number of calories. And in terms of overeating, that'll also help you realize like, okay, I've had a half or I've had a quarter uh, a quarter of chicken. Uh, maybe I had a leg and a breast or a wing and a thigh or whatever. Um, and I had some rice and I had some vegetables. Um, and for dessert, I had a slice of cake. I feel like that um, 
is keeping me full. I'm good. Um, maybe you don't need to know the number of calories in that meal, but you, you know what the portion is. You know what it looked like. Uh, and then you move from that. You move forward in making decisions and looking at what is the portion you're putting on your plate? What does that look like? And how does that make you feel after you've eaten it? Do you feel stuffed? Do you feel bloated? Do you feel heavy? Maybe it's too much. Maybe you need to pull back on the portion that you served yourself. And so thinking in that way might give you a little bit more freedom in how you size your meals um, and also help you to keep from overeating. Number four, take your time and enjoy your food. This is why you want it to be good. No kidding, guys. There are times when it's time to eat and I may be somewhere else, but I know I have something way better at home or I know I'll be eating uh, or I know that I want to eat something else that's not where I am. I'll forego the mediocre meal until I get home to eat what I've prepared or until I get to the place where I want to eat what I want to eat. I've done that several times before. Instead of just eating just because it's time to eat, and not being satisfied with my food, I'd rather wait for something good. I say this all the time too. As intermittent fasters, we fast. <laughs> That's the whole point. We spend extended amount of time not eating. So when it's time to eat, you better believe it's going to be good. It has to be good. It has to be something that you want, that's filling, that you've been preparing for, or that you've thought about during the day, and and that you want to eat. You don't just want to eat just because it's your time to eat. And that will also keep you from overeating, so that you're not just eating something or grazing over it, um, but you've really thought about what you're going to eat, and it's good, and you're taking your time to eat it. Chew your food. Yes, you've waited for so long, but give your digestive system some time to start working on what you're ingesting. This will keep you from discomfort, crampy feeling that you might get after a meal, that gassy feeling, you know, um, heartburn, that stuff feeling. So enjoy your meal and don't rush through it. This will also keep you from going in for another plate or piling on more food if you really give yourself some time to enjoy your meal, you'll find that you might be full after your first plate. Now, this is not to say that you shouldn't have a second plate. This is really just to say that you have to take your time, enjoy your food, and even before you go for that second plate, wait a minute, sit down, give yourself 10 minutes, drink some more water, drink your favorite beverage, have some more water, or whatever it is you like to drink during your eating window. Have some of that before you go for a second plate. That also gives you, buys you a little bit more time to say, mm, am I really hungry again? Do I really want more? Or am I okay? Can I stop there? Five, make sure you're eating enough in your eating window. I've talked about this before and I've also posted about it. Don't restrict so much that you're now eating very little during your eating window. And then 
An hour later, you're binging on a bag of low-fat cookies or pretzels or whatever. Which, as an aside, eat real cookies, guys. No more low-fat stuff. Get out of that diet mentality. Or maybe a few minutes later, you're sneaking into the kitchen when everyone else has gone to bed to pile on whatever you had for dinner. Listen, don't be afraid to eat. Like I said, you're an intermittent faster. You fasted for 16 hours, 18 hours, 23 hours. Now it's time to eat. Don't be afraid to get into your eating window and eat enough food that keeps you satisfied and satiated. This is the freedom of fasting. But this also feeds right into the next point, which is eat whole, eat real foods. Like I said, eat a delicious cookie, not some low-fat nonsense that has been loaded up with sugar and is not doing anything to meet the real craving you've had for a real cookie. But all of that aside, eat real whole foods, foods that nourish your bodies um, and fill you up and last until you open up your eating window again. It's so interesting for me to see how much I've evolved in my eating choices. Um, like I said in the last episode, I really love eating more healthy foods these days. Don't get me wrong. I still love to eat fries and burgers um, and all those kinds of other stuff. But I gravitate more towards more healthy grains and healthy foods. I'm experimenting with different kinds of greens and I'm loving how my body has been responding to those. So eating real whole foods will also keep you satiated, will keep you full so that you're not going back and overeating and eating more than you really need to. It kind of tells your body that, oh, okay, this is good. This is filling. I'm satisfied. I actually don't need any more food. Last season, I talked about hormones and how our ghrelin and leptin hormones that regulate when we're hungry, when we're full. Sometimes those get out of whack if we've been struggling with weight for a very long time. In this case, if you're now intermittent fasting, you're trying to re-regulate your hormones. And that might take a little time. But once your hormones are regulated, you'll be able to know when you're really hungry and when you're full. So once you open up your eating window and you're eating, your body can normally regulate itself and say, okay, I'm full now. I really don't need to eat anymore. But not only that, your mind getting out of that diet mentality, you'll also be able to say, you know what? I'm good. I actually don't really need to eat anymore. I'm full. I can eat, you know, when I open my eating window the next time. Number seven, have dessert. (laughs) And this is probably my favorite. Anybody who knows me knows that I love dessert. I love sweets. It's my downfall. And if you're not a sweet tooth, have that thing that you really love to wind down your window. For me, once I have dessert, I know food time is over and it's time to close my window. It kind of serves as a 10-minute call. Wind it down, Marty. Doors are closing in 10 minutes. (laughs) Having dessert also reminds me that I can't go back and eat something else once I've had my dessert. 
So if it's ice cream that I'm going to have, I'll have my ice cream. But after I have that, I can't go back for that other slice of pizza. Or I can't go back for that second helping of rice and stew. That's it. Have your dessert or that thing that you really love. Maybe it's a cappuccino. Maybe it's a frappuccino. Have it and close your window. Once you finish your dessert, move to having not water. Like I said earlier, you open up your eating window with a tall eight ounce glass of water and then you close your window with another tall glass of water. And you might find that you're so stuffed, you may not even want the water. But the rule is, don't go for anything else. Once you've had your water, you're done. And that might help keep you on track from overeating. Number eight, you don't have to start doing one meal a day. Now, I'm I'm bringing this in here because I need to stress that you have to find the right method for you. As I mentioned before, I didn't start with OMAD. I don't think I could have lasted if I did start out the gate with OMAD. I started intermittent fasting first. I started 16-8 first, and then I moved on to 18-6, and so on and so forth, because I gave my body some time to regulate itself, to get used to not eating throughout the day. Guys, I was eating throughout the day. If you listen to previous podcasts from last season, I talk about how much I was eating almost every hour. So gradually moving my body and my mind to a place where I was not eating as often um, took a little bit of time and some getting used to. And that helped me to not overeat as often as I probably would have if I hadn't done it that way. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should do it that way. I know a lot of people, um, really amazing people, who started off right out the door with OMAD and who are doing fantastic. And that's awesome. But if you're finding difficulty doing OMAD where you open up your eating window and you're just stuffing your face with everything um, and then you close your window and then you go back again for more, you might want to think about your intermittent fasting schedule. Are you doing OMAD? Are you doing a 16-8 schedule? Are you doing an 18-6 schedule? Whatever schedule you're doing, you might want to tweak that a bit so you give your t- yourself some time to adjust to what's happening. And my rule of thumb is you need to give yourself some time. Have some grace with yourself. Understand that this is not going to happen overnight. You're not going to get used to it overnight. But once you do, and even when you do get used to it, like I said, It still happens. Sometimes I overeat, and that's truth. Um, But I have to reel myself back in and realize what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And that brings me to the final point. Remember why you're doing this. Now, I know there are some people listening to this and thinking, Marty, even though I'm full, I still go back for more, and then I feel horrible after I'm done. (laughs) That was me. Guys, this is where you really have have to have a talk with yourself and realize that you're no longer on a diet. 
You can actually have food the next time you open your window. And you can actually have what you want. Now, for me, this was when I would say to myself, Marty, you know what your goal is. It's to lose this weight. Let's try and stick to one plate of food and know that you can have more tomorrow. It's like a pep talk I would give to myself and remind myself that no one is going to do this for me. I have to do it for myself. I have to rein myself in and I have to remind myself why it is that I started this journey in the first place. And it's so well worth it. Once you get out of that diet mentality, you won't necessarily be thinking about, I have to have this right now. I can't have this. My eating window is going to close. So I need to hurry up and just eat everything right now (laughs) as much as I can. And that can really backfire and be detrimental to your whole intermittent fasting journey. Understand that you are not alone, especially if you're new to intermittent fasting. We have all gone through this. Some of us still going through it. Overeating is something that um, will happen, but you can use tools, you can use some tips, some that I've talked about here that can help you curb that. Um, And that can ultimately help you really take control over your eating, um, where you are in control of your food and when you eat and what you eat, rather than food being in control of you. That's why I love intermittent fasting so much, because it gives me control. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it in the beginning, and I know sometimes you might get people who are looking at you sideways um, about why you're not eating or what's wrong with you, why can't you eat at this time or that or the other. Um, All of that comes into play, especially when you're first starting intermittent fasting. But the good thing is these days, a lot more people are knowing what intermittent fasting is. A lot more people um, have an idea of what it is and it's not so much of a taboo anymore. Uh, so it's it's more coming into the mainstream, which is great. But still, um, individually, as a person, if you're starting new or even if you've been intermittent, intermittent fasting for a while, we do get into those places where we we, we overeat. We eat more than we need to, either because it's so good or because it's just there. And some things, some tools that we can use to help curb that are really important to help support um, progress along your intermittent fasting journey and will help you be successful. Um, one thing that I am remembering is just Removing yourself from where the food is. If you're home, you finish eating, um, don't hang out in the kitchen. <laughs> Clean everything up and move somewhere else. Go to the living room, go watch a movie, go take a bath, um, go for a walk. You don't need to be around the food that you've just eaten or you don't need to be around where food is. This is just to give you some ideas on how you can dodge or dip and dodge um, some overeating tendencies, some things that may trigger you to just keep eating. Um, If you're in the kitchen, if you're in the 
food area, if you're in the dining hall, wherever the food is, and you've done and you finish eating, um, if you if you feel like you need to get up and go, do that. Don't feel like you have to stay or you have to linger. You're doing this for you. This is for your health and for your and and for the best you that you can be. So go ahead and do that. Um, do whatever you need to do to be successful. I hope these were helpful for you. Like I said, I go back to these all the time, even now, even at my maintenance weight. Um, I still struggle with overeating sometimes, and I have to go back and remind myself how far I've come, how much hard work I put into this. And, and it's so well worth it. And it's been really helpful to be able to have these tools on hand and use them for myself. I mean, these aren't things that I'm just pulling out and and sharing with you. These are actual tools I use in my own life, in my own journey. And they've been really helpful for me. So hopefully uh, they'll be helpful to you. Um, Looking forward to seeing you guys online and answering any questions you may have. Well, we've come to the end of another OMAD Mama podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information useful. Please don't forget to share it with your friends. Please also subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. It really helps others find the podcast. Please remember that this podcast is not to be used as your source for medical advice. If you have any medical questions or concerns, please contact your doctor or medical provider. And before you go, check out the OMAD Mama website at www.omadmama.com. You'll find loads of information on intermittent fasting, OMAD, tips and tricks on how to begin your fasting journey. You'll also find the OMAD Mama blog where I talk about my journey as well as the latest intermittent fasting news. You can also always find me on Instagram at omad underscore mama underscore love, or you can send me an email at marty, M-A-R-T-I-E, at omadmama.com. I'd really love to hear from you.